This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we offer actionable financial tips. I'm your host Ernest Lewis, and this episode is aimed at women entrepreneurs. Are you a budding entrepreneur, or you feel this burning desire to become one, or even if you're thinking about starting a side business, if you are a mother or a caregiver, this episode is for you. Now to help us navigate this is Joyce T. She's the group head of SME banking at DBS Bank. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you, Ernest, for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Now we're talking about women entrepreneurs, and we recently celebrated International Women's Day. And also the 2019 edition of Dell's Women Entrepreneur Cities Index. It stated that Singapore ranked first in Asia for nurturing women entrepreneurs. Now, Joyce, why do you think this is so? I think there isn't just one factor yeah. that contributes to Singapore being a good place for women entrepreneurs to strive. It's a whole ecosystem. It helps that in Singapore we have a very strong emphasis on meritocracy. Yeah. Education yeah. that everybody has an equal chance at success. Mm-hmm. All players in this entrepreneurship value chain have a role to play in grooming, mentoring, and helping the next generation of female entrepreneurs. Over the years, DBS has partnered many inspiring and visionary female entrepreneurs, such as Madam Ng Ging Chu, founder and MD of Eaton House Education Group, Miss Sun Ho, mm-hmm. the founder of Little Lies, Miss Pua Ling Ying, founder of the Ink the Label. And of course, Ms. Pamela Chung, founder of Better Barista. We are proud that we have built their businesses into reputable brands that resonate not only in Singapore, but across the region. So in my view, if more stakeholders in the entrepreneurship value chain become more savvy to their business idea from budding women entrepreneurs and commit to seriously partnering women entrepreneurs for success, we will be sending a very strong and powerful signal that Singapore indeed is the place for aspiring women entrepreneurs to strive. That's great. And if any of you are listening in from the rest of the region like Asia, hope you find out our back episodes and continue listening to this episode as well. Really, I think in Asia, Singapore does set the standard for this. Now, in early February, a DBS poll of about 100 SME clients asked them about their top financial concerns and challenges, especially during this COVID-19 situation. What have you found for these women entrepreneurs from those results? What are their top concerns? So, first of all, the concern of female entrepreneur are not unlike those of any other business owner. Fundamentally, they want their business to succeed. Most importantly, right, they must able to survive. So we found that actually female entrepreneurs share the same top concern as other SME during this period. During uh, we do our survey, right, that is ensuring consistent cash flow for ongoing operating costs, including rental and salaries. From a manpower perspective, we found that female entrepreneurs are concerned about being able to hire the right people for their company. These concerns are not unique to a gender. But boil down to the fundamental of running a successful and sustainable business. Right. So consistent cash flow and talents. Nothing very much different from other SMEs. Yes. Is there a new trend among these uh, women entrepreneurs? Maybe you, I believe you guys call them women sidepreneurs. 
<laughs> yes. So this is more like those ladies, women, whereby they are stay-at-home mom, you know, mm. whereby they are doing this on the side rather than a full-time entrepreneur. On the side so means we call what? That, you, what does that mean? You work less than 20 hours a week? Okay. Yes. So they are part-time mm. entrepreneur who work fewer than 20 hours per week on mm-hmm. their businesses. Yeah. Okay. And what are the trends you've noticed, not just in Singapore, but maybe in your other markets or so that DBS is uh, dealing with? Most of these ladies and women, they actually want to able to juggle their business objectives with family obligation and personal saving goals too, as they go into these side trainerships, mm. okay? So most of them, you see them from the start, they come, especially if you look at around the region, is that they actually look at it more from a social enterprises point of view. Okay. But again, they are social enterprises, they are for-profit, but they want to see it from a social impact point of view. I think this is a viable approach for women may want to test a business idea, but at the same time, have caregiving responsibility mm. or want a certain lifestyle. This also allows them to pick up business skills before deciding if they want to really focus business in a full-time basis. So in DBS, this is where I think we have done well. We have provided additional resources through our DBS business class and our SME Academy. We offer a wide range of online and offline courses to equip entrepreneurs with essential business skills, including marketing, e-commerce, and data analytics. I'm pleased to share that in the past two years, we had over 1,700 SME participants that benefit from this platform. From my experience, aspiring entrepreneurs who eventually decide to go further must give their businesses their full focus and attention. You must have the energy and commitment to drive a business forward and do it as a part-time venture, just not good enough. But I know that for a start, this is something that they must try to work on first. And I guess this is a good time, right, for these uh, women's sidepreneurs because you have all these digital tools at your advantage. You are able to work remotely, especially during this COVID-19 situation. It's a great time now to test your side business ideas as well, right? Definitely, yeah. Okay. And that's why in DBS, we actually offer our classes and our training also digitally. And that's at the DBS SME Academy? Yes, that's at our SME Business Class Academy. Right. Okay, now if you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation about budding women entrepreneurs with Joyce T. She's the group head of SME Banking at DBS Bank. Now Joyce, let's get back into the second half of this episode and we're looking at top tips for female entrepreneurs. What are the markers that women should know of? Maybe I take my personal example, maybe the age, right? if I could tell you right now, maybe a bit young, but this is something I tried when I was actually 13 years old. Wow, okay. okay. So I started a, actually a cassette tape business because my dad was actually having an electrical appliances <laughs> uh, shop, right? Okay. So after working for him every day after school, I came out to feel that, you know, hey, maybe I can uh, get free rent and take a little corner from his shop and do something that I probably, um, I enjoy singing, so probably something that I thought I know well. Right? Okay. So I borrowed some money from him. I then go and start a cassette shop. So have a have a wooden platform that basically display all the cassette you have. You know, I'm talking about this is in uh, early 1980s. Yes. So didn't do any homework at all. From the start, I ordered the wrong set of cassette tapes from the wrong vendor <laughs> that nobody okay. wanted. I sell them uh, no, when I right after school and just get zero sales. So I was wondering what went wrong. And, I then and went what went wrong is because, looked, yeah, at that time, you don't have all these SME academies as well. Yes, precisely, precisely. 
So I went around and, and looked at other cassette shops and see why do they have business and I don't have any business at all. Is it because it's too small or what? So I went to different timing, you know, to look at different shops. So some shop I go in like in the afternoon, the same shop I go in at night to look at the traffic flow and things like that. So then I understand that I actually got the wrong inventory. The vendor that's selling me those things because maybe knowing that I'm a kid, I don't know what I'm buying from him, was not very honest to me. So to turn things around, I went out there and do so what I call competitive landscape kind of study. So I went to study and so what kind of artists that cassettes have that people are carrying. And then I also take a look at, A, how can I make sure that I can sell my old cassette out to even I take in the new stock. Right, okay. So I actually borrowed some more money from my dad and said, I need to uh, buy in new stocks. But I need to also get rid of the old stock because I need cash flow. Yes. Right, because they are just sitting there and not selling. So I then run a campaign whereby if you buy the new one, you also can buy the old one, you know, for the half the price. Oh, that's okay? a good idea. And the third yeah. one is probably yeah. one third the price. Okay. So I managed to get rid of all my old stocks, created cash flow, even at the loss. Right. But it helps me as because I bring in new stock. And then, of course, over time, I do able to make out the differences. So okay. cash flow, even at a loss, also made sense for you at that time, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. very important. Rather than just to totally giving up, Oh, yes, yes, yep. yes. So one very important thing in entrepreneurship, be it women or men, being resilient is key to this. So actually, I learned so many lessons along the way, right? And in fact, many of them, you know, has remained relevant today. One thing I must say, right, you must do your research, must understand your competitive landscape, must be clear who are your target audience. You must know what differentiate product or service. So including like, I actually, for the cassette, to make it nice, because I asked them, oh, you're buying for who? I love wrapping anyway. <laughs> so I'll actually wrap it very nice. And then I have a number of stamps for them to choose. To, so you put a heart shape or a cartoon and all thing so that they feel happy. They bring a smile on their face. Yeah, okay. Right? So I want to able to differentiate my product because most of them are quite commoditized, right? Yes. So I differentiate either by the way I package it, by the service that I can't put together with it, bundle it, right? Yes. So you also must be able, like just now you said, right, Ernest? Yeah. Able to say, say, when to take the loss because you need the cash flow, right? Mm. Business die because there is no cash flow. Usually, it's not because whether you, can you pull out a collateral or not. It's not that. You must be able to say, then how do I create that capacity? I mean, what you said to your dad, I mean, about managing the cash flow, getting rid of the old stock while still trying to sell, bundling. I think that's exactly, your dad basically was your first banker, right? That's the kind of thing that you should be discussing with your bankers. Yes. And I mean, I'm sure your dad may have said this to you back in the 1980s. And these days also, it's still, you know, some people still have that notion. Is it really a man's business world out there? Hmm. Perhaps maybe I frame that question a bit differently. Yeah is that how women should approach business more generally. I mean, it's more about that, how women should approach the business rather than is it a man's world. Yeah, so okay? don't let yourself fall into stereotypes, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, I have a few tips based on my personal experience, okay. huh? as well as the conversation I had with many of my SME clients. Right. right. Number one, as a girl guide, I still believe this. Always be prepared before you go into any business discussion. No matter what is it, be prepared. Do your homework. And for women, we have a tendency because of the way we are wired biologically and naturally is that we tend to look at things very emotionally. We must learn to cut out that personality thing from okay. any business discussion or decision and focus on the job to be done. Mm -hmm. 
and always stay in context of the discussion and the task on hand. Most important, keep an open mind, right? Approach things from a collaborative rather than competitive standpoint. It doesn't mean that when a man gives you a suggestion, it means that, you know, it's to challenge, you know, that they are stronger or they're better. No, keep an open mind. They probably have something that they know that we do not know. So to me, if you are able to do all those, I'm quite sure, right, the minimum you can get is to at least to able to survive. Yeah. And then that is about having an expanded mindset to continue to grow the business. So you're talking about collaboration, all again with the ultimate goal of survival, which is very important as you found in the DBS poll. And what happens if you're surrounded by a room of male bankers who are disparaging of your business ideas or something like that? I'm sure you learn how to teach your clients this in the SME Academy as well. How do you deal? Any tips for that? Okay, so for me, I have actually spent about 15 years in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, a fair bit of the 11 over years is in a place called Houston, Texas. Okay. So, you know, that is the oil capital of the world. Yeah. And it is a really a man's world there. And I also happen to be working for a bank there. I never have an issue with that. Again, back to the part about keep an open mind, right? Women actually are very strong. They are very detail-oriented. And in fact, contrary to many people thinking, women actually have very strong eye for detail that allow them to look at data very differently. Yes. And so I feel that as long as you are a woman sitting inside a room full of all men or maybe the only woman, I think one is about be clear what are you trying to say, be concise, and then also allow people to give you view and feedback what ideas they have. Do not go out there and say that, you know, I need to fight all these people out there, you know, to show that, you know, I'm actually better than them. That shouldn't be the way to look at it. That's why I use the word collaborative, right? Yes. Because it's of equal, actually. Only if you think that you're not equal, that's why people think you're not equal. It all starts with you yourself. So have the confidence. Go out there and then know that you do your homework, you'll know what is it that you are able to articulate, what is it that you know, and what is it that you do not know. Be clear and be honest about it. And where are the help you need? Take every feedback not as something that is attacking you. Take every feedback as, hey, so where is it that I wasn't able to think that way? Like they, they look at it. That is a good suggestion. And tell them that that was a good suggestion. You know, thank you for giving me that view. To me, that will help you to grow. It's about you growing yourself. So the challenge actually is the person itself, not so much of the rest of the people inside the room. All right. Great actionable tips, uh, Joyce, not just in very practical stuff, also mindset stuff and also character building. We've been speaking with Joyce T, Group Head of SME Banking at DBS Bank. You can find out more from them. Thanks for helping us understand more about women entrepreneurs and your insightful tips. So many that they can consider as well. And do have a listen to this episode over and over again if you didn't exactly catch it all in one time. Thanks, Joyce. Glad to share. Thank you, Ernest. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks. We hope you like these actionable financial tips. That was an SPH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.